Welcome to Awaken the Dawn with Apostle Dr. Patience Oti. Awaken the Dawn is a ministry of Shekinah Ministries through the Tribe Prayer Line, which meets every morning, 365 days per year, with the purpose of reading the entire Bible in one year. Please listen to this excerpt and be blessed. Praise God, praise God. We thank God for the privilege of stepping into another month. This is the eighth month of the year, and we're in the land of the living. We truly thank God for where we are reading in the Bible, Second Chronicles chapter 30, and we see that Hezekiah did a great job. Those things that were important to God was not important to those kings who did not love God. But for Hezekiah, he knew it was in the heart of God, it was in the mind of God that Israelites should celebrate the Passover. This is something God asked them to do every year. I may not sit here this morning to tell you all the reasons, but one thing I know is that human memory is very short. One thing I know is that God, with mighty strong heart, brought Israelites out of Egypt. And if they stop celebrating the Passover, their next generation may not really understand what God did. They may not know. How the angel of death came and passed over the homes of the Israelites and entered into every Egyptian home. And how every first son of Egypt died. He told them to celebrate this each year so that it would be fresh in their memory. But because they had forsaken God, they didn't really think about the Passover. Hezekiah had to send courier service, send people to every, every tribe, telling them to come out and let us celebrate Passover. According to the scriptures we read this morning, some did, some tribes were humble enough Asher, Manasseh, Zebulun. Some of them were humble enough to come out to Jerusalem. And they did the Passover. They slaughtered the, the Passover lamb the, way, the day they were supposed to do it. The priests and the Levites did their part. But there were things that were not asked done as properly as they were supposed to be done. Please, I want you to listen to this. God gave them a blueprint. God gave the Israelites instruction. God told them, these are the things I want you to do in preparation for the Passover. And this is how I want you to conduct yourself. And this is how I want you to cleanse yourself before you can join in eating the Passover. 
Because they had not done it for a long time. There were a number of people in de- within them that did not really go through the purification. And still they did what? They ate the Passover. I'm just trying to bring out to you that there's something about a leader. If God has called you and placed you in a position of leadership, don't take it lightly. You can stand in the gap for all the people you are leading and God will hear. Do you know what Hezekiah did? Hezekiah stepped into the gap. Hezekiah pleaded with God and said, I know there are some people who didn't really purify themselves. I know there are people who are not really qualified to eat the Passover, but they did eat. There were some priests who were not supposed to touch anything today, but they did touch them. God, please forgive them. Do you know that God heard that prayer? Let me just read it to you. Since many in the crowd had not consecrated themselves, the Levites had to kill the Passover lamb for all those who were not ceremonially clean and could not consecrate their lambs to the Lord. Although most of, of the many people who came from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar, Zebulun, had not purified themselves, yet they ate the Passover, contrary to what was written. But Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, May the Lord who is good pardon everyone who sets his heart on seeking God, the Lord, the God of his fathers, even if he did not clean according to the rules of the sanctuary. Look at the interesting verse in verse 20. And the Lord had Hezekiah and healed the people. Do you know how many times I pray this prayer? Do you know how many times I sanctify a fast? Yet I know that there are many members of the tribe who will not be able to do the fast. I stand in the gap and I pray and ask God, whatever blessings you have for the tribe, may it get to everyone that is associated with the tribe. And can I tell you, whether you did the five-day fast or whether you did not do the five-day fast, God is still going to bless you. Hezekiah prayed and God answered. And anywhere God has placed you as a leader, learn to stand in the gap. If you are a father, you are the leader of your home. Don't hesitate to pray for everybody in the home. There are some of you on this line who become the matriarchs of your home. You are now the oldest man, the oldest woman in your family. Don't take it lightly. In the place you walk, you are the only Christian in your unit. Don't take it lightly. God has placed you there as a leader. Learn to stand in the gap and pray for others. And heaven 
well here. Chapter 31. When all had ended. No, sorry. Let's go to verse 6 of chapter 31. The men of Israel and Judah, who lived in the towns of Judah, also brought a tithe of their heads and flocks, and a tithe of the holy things dedicated to the Lord, their God, and they piled them in heaps. When you start reading 31, there are some things that are very, very outstanding. There are some of you who believe that Titan was in the Old Testament. Yeah, we are reading it in the Old Testament. But there's nowhere in the New Testament that God has asked you not to tithe. And it's always your blessing when you return one-tenth of what God has blessed you with. And if you could ask the titans on this line, if they have any regret for tithing, they will tell you no. I always tell people, I buy more with $9 than I can buy with $10. Because every $10 that passes my hand, I will circumcise it. I will take off the one that doesn't belong to me. I will give it back to God. And let me tell you, when you become faithful in little things, forget it. God will take over the big thing. You don't tithe to fulfill all righteousness. You don't just put money there, call it tight, let them get out of your head. That's not what it is. You are thinking of returning one time. And people get so greedy. When God starts blessing you and you're looking at this money and you're asking yourself, why should I start writing four digits of tithe every month? There's so much I could do with this money. If you don't have any other reason to tithe, tithe because you are honoring God. Return it to God because you are honoring Him. Don't forget in a hurry that those that honor God, He will honor. I take you to verse 14. Cory, son of Emman, the Levite, keeper of the east gate, was in charge of the free will offering given to God, distributing the contribution made to the Lord and also the consecrated gift. Let me tell you, there's something about free will giving. Nobody's twisting your hand to give. Nobody's doing acrobatics around you to give unto God. God loves a cheerful giver. When you are giving to God and it's coming from your heart and you are doing it because you want to glorify the name of the Lord, heaven will definitely reward you. You know yesterday I didn't talk about giving. From the place we read yesterday, when Hezekiah was reinstituting the worship of the temple. He did not just stop us cleaning out, removing every idol worship. 
the word of God said they made a lot of sacrifices. And when you are sacrificing unto the Lord, I believe you could find it in verse 31 of the chapter you read yesterday, chapter 29. And Hezekiah said, you have now dedicated yourself to the Lord. Come and bring sacrifices and thank offerings to the temple of the Lord. So the assembly brought sacrifices and thank offerings. And all whose hearts were willing brought burnt offerings. When he was reinstituting the worship of God, that was part of the thing he threw in. He encouraged them to bring their sacrifices, their offerings to their God. And they did. And if you like, write this down. No man cannot give God. I don't care what you think you are giving. No man can give God. And to close the chapter we the to close the chapters we read this morning in Second Chronicles, listen to this. This is what Hezekiah did throughout Judah, doing what was good and right and faithful before the Lord is God. In everything that you undertook in the service of God's temple and in obedience to the law and the command. He sought his God and walked wholeheartedly, and so he prospered. You saw the principle. You saw the promise. Some of us will just jump out, God bless me, prosper me, bless me, prosper me. But my Bible said that Hezekiah sought God. My Bible said he sought him wholeheartedly. My Bible said he was obedient to the laws of God. And there was no other way to go. If you become obedient to the laws of God, if you begin to seek God with everything that is in you, and you seek God wholeheartedly, there's no other way to go but to prosper. You know, at times we see recipes, we move our eyes. Maybe there's a particular dish you cook so well. And everybody knows you are for that. Maybe you have your own secret recipe. Maybe there are certain things you put at the certain time. There are things you do that will make that dish to come out that way. Other people may have the same ingredients, but they don't mix it the way you do. But can I tell you this morning that God has given us the recipe for prosperity. If we want to prosper, these are the things we should do. So let's not take it lightly. Let's take it seriously. Romans 15, 5. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement Give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus, so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God 
and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This sounds like what I preached some two weeks ago when I was talking about the power of agreement. This is Paul speaking, encouraging us that there should be a spirit of what? Unity. And telling us that we have to do things with one heart and one mouth. Go through the book of Acts of the Apostles. In many places that we are told, or we had, they did things in one accord. And when they did, they had tremendous results. May the Lord help us to begin to walk in unison. Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and sing praises to him, all you people. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up. One who will arise to rule over the nations, the Gentiles will hope in him. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that he may, you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I just chuckled when I read this, because this was one of the last pictures I gave you yesterday in our fast. And somebody will tell me that that was Paul speaking. And I will tell you that's Paul speaking to you. To you Gentiles. Praying that God will fill you up with hope. And we've spoken about hope so much this month, last month. And I believe God that the hope he's given us will not win. Verse 17, therefore I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. 19, by the power of science and miracles, through the power of the Spirit. That's what we ask God on the 16th of July. And I believe God has given it to this tribe. That we shall see science and miracles through the power of the Spirit. And the person that wrote this was somebody who saw signs and miracles of all kinds and of all sides. We are going to Psalm 25. Psalm 25 is still a psalm of David. And Psalm 25 has to say, do not let me be put to shame. That sounds like a prayer. Do not let me be put to shame. And the other day, I trust shame for you. And I showed you that shame, that a Christian thinks is going through, is not shame, it's just a process. Because at the end, Job said, after I've been tried, I will come forth as gold. After you've gone through things, it's not to put you to shame. The only thing it can do for you, when it brings you out the other side, is that you will shine out like gold. I'm careful to tell you this morning, don't call everything you are going through shame. Because God has promised you again and again and again that you will not be put to shame. 
And if you don't believe it, go to the ask Joel the prophet. Joel in chapter 2. Remember that promise came up there first. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion. Hmm. I sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the Lord, for the day of the Lord coming. For it is near at hand. Joel 2.15 Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sanctify a fire. Call a solemn assembly. And when they finished, please read it. Take the time and read the book of Joel. It's only three chapters. You read all sorts of magazines. You watch all sorts of programs that take you one hour. Just read the three chapters of Joel. When they did what they were supposed to do, they had what you call a six-fold restoration. You see from verse 18 down to 20. Then from 21 to 27, you have what we call the 14-fold restoration of land and people. God was just saying what he would do for them. And let me just give you a few of them. 26C, and my people shall never be ashamed. 27C, and my people shall never be ashamed. And if God made that promise, you can take it to the bank. He will not put you to shame. No matter how things are shaking, he will take care of you. So, Davida, do not let me be put to shame. I gave you your answer. From Joel 2, you will not be put to shame. Let's also read verses 13 and 14. He will spend his days in prosperity, and his descendants will inherit the land. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. He's talking to the tribe. This scripture is speaking to the tribe. We are going to spend our days in prosperity. Our children will inherit this land. Says the word of God. Let's go to Proverbs 20. Please. I don't want you to think that you shouldn't sleep. Do not love sleep or you will grow poor. I want you to imagine the type of sleep this is referring to. When you love sleep so much, you cannot get up to do what you need to do. There's a very thin line between sleep and laziness. Bible says stay awake and you will have food to spend. I don't want to look at this figuratively. I want you to look at it literally. Look into your schedule. Be able to find out how many hours sleep you should have. I don't want to offend the doctors on this line, so I will not even mention any hours. Just go as your leg. But please, 
Make sure you are redeeming your time so that you will not be losing the blessings of God. It's not good. It's not good. Thank the buyer. Listen. There's something called wisdom. And there's something called integrity. The buyer will tell you, oh, this is what you want me to buy. It's not good. Ah, I saw a better one on the other side. If you will slash off this amount, I will take it and manage it. But in the inside of his heart, that's not what he means. He's just trying to get you to reduce money and take it. Bible is not commending it. What the word of God is telling you. You should be wise. You should know when people are talking to you just to soup you up. When you really read the book of Proverbs with open mind, there's so much you can learn. So much. But let me rest my case because this is the first day of a month and we may have to unpack a number of things. This is the month of August. If any of you look or watch the television yesterday, they are telling us to expect another 20,000 deaths of coronavirus in America in the next three weeks. That's in this same month of August. I was watching this thing. I was filled with holy vengeance. Not against the people making the prediction. Because this is pure science. What they calculate is at the rate this is going. At the place this is going like this. At best, this is what will happen in America. 20,000 more people will die in three weeks. But try, can we stand in the gap this morning and say no? I don't know if you are looking at records. Do you know that New Jersey is beginning to rise again in number? I want to believe completely in everything they asked us to do. But I also want to say that the hand of God is in it too in lowering the numbers we have of coronavirus. I don't know if there are people on this tribe this morning that could agree with me that we can pray and ask God to do something about coronavirus in America. Not just in your state, in all the states in America. Can somebody find me Isaiah 33:24? Isaiah 33:24. Isaiah is the biggest prophet. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 24. And it says, And the inhabitants shall not say, I am sick. The people that dwell therein shall be forgiven their iniquity. Hey, hey, hey. Praise God. 
some of you will now tell me that's a prophecy for for the millennium when God Jesus will come back and all that. What I read this morning said the people that dwell there shall not say I'm sick. The members of the tribe shall not say I am sick. I've heard people interpret this scripture. Some said, Oh, when I'm sick, instead of saying I'm sick, I would just say, Oh, my uh, oh, I'm fine. Uh, you understand? You, oh, my head is good. And you should understand. Because the Bible said I shall not say I'm sick. That's not what this Bible, that's not what this place is talking about. What it's talking about is that thing that will cause sickness. God will remove it from our midst. God has done it in my life. Those that dwell there shall not say, I am sick. If our body has been fortified with the word of God, and we want God to do something in the land of America, we want to come against this coronavirus face to face. And the 20,000 that they are telling us could die in the next three weeks. We are the people who will stand in the gap and say no more. We've already crossed 150,000 and counting. Shall the tribe begin to pray? Open your mouth. And so, Lord, we want to appreciate you this morning. I want to thank you for the privilege of being in the land of the living. Father, from the depths of our beings, we appreciate you. We thank you for allowing us to cross into a new month. We thank you for the eighth month of the year. Father, we thank you for what you've done on this tribe. Father, we thank you for how we've not been buried even in this month since this coronavirus, since COVID-19 has been raging all through America. And this morning, we want to thank you for your word this year and amen. Father, we thank you for everything that we read this morning. Lord, we want to appreciate you because we believe it, that we will not be put to shame. And Father, no matter what happens, no matter how the things are turning in America, we live in, a, we live in Goshen. And the word of God said this morning that those who live in that land shall not say they are sick. Father, we thank you for your word is powerful. You said you'll spend our days in prosperity and our descendants will inherit the land. Lord, we thank you for everything you've spoken to us this morning because by the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are going to walk into every blessing that you have for us. Lord, we truly appreciate you even for the man called Hezekiah. Father, we thank you for how he brought back Judaism back into Israel. When they had forsaken God, he brought them back to the extent he will ask them to come. Let's celebrate Passover again after so many years. Some did it carelessly, but because he prayed for them, nobody died. Father, we thank you for we are taking our positions as leaders and everybody under us will learn to stand in the gap and pray for them. And this morning, 
we've taken responsibility to pray for United States of America concerning the predictions we are hearing. Lord, we are asking that the tide will turn. Lord, we are praying that the number will begin to go down. Father, we ask, when we look at these statistics, people don't realize these are human beings. These are people's fathers and mothers. These are people's children. We just look at it as statistics. But Lord, this morning, we're asking that you hear our prayers and let this number begin to come down. Even in the state where we've been dancing and we are being told that numbers are coming up again, we come against it this morning and we decree that it shall not be so, even in Jesus' name. Father, this morning we want to lift up our sister who is going for a procedure this morning. Lord, we are asking that you will walk in with her, that you will give her the desired miracle, that she will come out with a testimony. Father, I want to lift up another sister who has a torn ligament on her shoulder. You know, when I hear some of these things, I just know that nothing can intimidate the name of God. It's not too much for you to even touch that shoulder as we pray. We know you as a miracle-working God. We know you as a God that promised us on 16th of July that you are going to experience miracles like stones. And we are going to see signs and wonders like dust. Father, do it for her, O Lord. Touch her and heal her. If this lady who couldn't sleep on her bed, called me yesterday and she said she's still watching, she's still sleeping. Lord, whatever it is, we believe you're a God of miracles. Thank you, Lord, for touching our sister, even in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So this morning is the first day of a new month, and we hang on to our proclamation for the year. And I want to tell you, don't let coronavirus make you to change your theology. Hang in there. Believe it. And everything we said will happen. God will cause it to happen. A year see clearly. 2020 spiritual vision with open heaven provision being led by the Holy Spirit clearly. We still maintain that this is a year of abundance. Abundance in mental and emotional health, abundance in spiritual and physical health, financial, vocational, familiar, and relational abundance. The year of nothing wanting, believing God for nothing lacking, Holy Ghost directed networking, revelation, breakthrough, abounding. There shall be streams in the desert. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Let his glory and power rest. Every contrary spirit and force avert. I've been empowered in this season. The demonstration of his power is the reason. Setting the captives free from their prison. How beautiful are the feet in every world region. This is my year of overflow. From every side my blessing will flow. My cup runneth over. My year of Rehoboth and spillover. Listen, authentic and intentional living. No masks, no negativity, no carnality, no fake. Higher high, 
deeper death in God, flourishing and breaking limits, covenant driven, and this shall be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And this month, we are going to name this month. And remember, anything we'll name the month, the God of heaven will stand behind it and fulfill it. And I want to tell you this morning that this is our month to stretch. And somebody will ask, is this woman not tired yet? Two months ago, we asked God for a level. We went to higher heights. July, we came out of our cocoon. And I want you to imagine a butterfly that just dropped out of the cocoon. It needs to stretch. And as you stretch, all those tiny blood vessels, blood will begin to get into them. As you stretch, your beauty will be seen. As you stretch, you are going to reach high. That you had already told yourself, not this year again. But on this eighth month of the year, you are going to reach that height. And this is your month to stretch. I don't know if it's why we read that. Read that proverb that said, don't sleep too much. That you've got work to do. I truly encourage you this morning. Take this month off. August and stretch like you have never stretched before. I think it was Paul who said, I press in. I don't know if you know anything about Paul. Paul had gathered a lot of laurel. For some of us, if we were in the position of Paul, we would have just sat down and asked the whole world to come and start, start clapping for us. But that was when he said, can somebody find me Philippians, please? Philippians chapter 3. And maybe you read from verse 14. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Reading yes. from verse 14. Good. I pray towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God. Sorry, sorry. Could you go back a, a verse? Start from like 13, please. Philippians chapter 3 and verses 13. Yes. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us Amen. therefore, as many as be perfect, be thought-minded, and if in anything ye do, ye be otherwise-minded. God shall reveal even this unto you. Amen. Nevertheless, Amen. Maybe you stop there. Thank you, my Hallelujah. Thank you. 
Paul said, I don't count myself as having arrived. I've not reached where I'm going. Not yet apprehended. But you know what I do? I forget those things behind. I forget my failures. I forget my successes. I forget what I think people are clapping for. I forget those things behind. And what do I do? I reach forth to those ones that are ahead of me. Can I tell you the truth? For everybody on this line, I don't care what you think you've achieved. In comparison with what God wants for you, you've not even scratched the surface. Go and answer empty. What you are carrying in your brain and how, many, how much you are using, you have not even scratched the surface of what God has in store for you. Somebody said he just found the key to success and another person changed the lock. Never rest on your laurels. If you want me to talk about Paul now, I'll tell you he saw the risen Lord. If you want me to talk about Paul, I'll tell you he visited the third heaven. If you want me to talk about Paul, I'll tell you he was the greatest preacher. If you want me to talk about Paul, I'll tell you he wrote almost Half of the New Testament. Yes, he kept pushing. He kept pressing. Brethren, I can't tell myself to have apprehended that this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth onto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Success is only a few percent inspiration. It's mostly perspiration. I don't know, but at, at times I think that success seems to be connected with action. Successful people keep moving. They make mistakes, but they do not quit. And successful people have a question they ask themselves always. How can I improve myself? How can I improve my ministry? How can I get to greater heights spiritually? And I will end with a quote from A.W. Tosa. He said that man is made of dust and dust tends to settle. People tend to settle down and do the same thing year in, year out, slowly going around the circle. When this gets into religion, it's deadly and evil. There's something I want to do for this tribe this month. By the special grace of God, all the Thursdays that we have Bible study, I'm going to teach you from a book called Stretch. This is one of the books that God gave me. I know there's somebody on this line who will hear this and should think I'm crazy because we just finished discussing how we are going to take this book to go viral on, on Facebook. 
and stream yet because this is one book God gave me that there's no scripture in it. Everything here has biblical principles, but it's not quoting any scripture. And this is a book we're thinking of breaking it through into workplaces and secular world and just sharing with people how they can stretch. But I can't do it to the world without giving it to the tribe first. So for the, for the month of August and for all the Thursdays in August, we're going to go through this book. I'm not asking you to buy a new book. It's the same book you bought already. A number of you bought it at Sandy Cove. A number of you bought it during the, the shut-ins. It's not a new book, but this is the first time this book, I copy, it was copyrighted in 2016. This is 2020. So many of you have it. So, but by the grace of God, we are going to study this book during our Bible study this month of August. And the short, what I, what I can tell you about this book is that on top of it, I wrote, take the limit of yourself through a no limit, no mediocrity and no stagnation attitude. We've come out of the cocoon. We're going to stretch. Please open up this line. Let me hear somebody shout, stretch! Amen. Let's take a nugget, and I'll take a minute and pray into this month, and I'll let you go. Stretch! Glory! It's happening. Happening, praise the Lord. Amen. I agree, woman of God, is in the space. Amen. Read and memorize. Oh, hold on. Read and memorize Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. Even as the apostle was saying it, this is the picture that I was giving this morning. For God shall wipe away the tears from their eyes. For there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no crying, neither shall be any pain. From the former things have passed away. Read and memorize Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. Nugget. When God does something for another child of God, it's a revelation what He can do for you. Always come, always start and claim the testimony. So in this new month, I hear no more cry, no more pain, no more sorrow, for God shall wipe away our tears. Read and memorize Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. For God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, for there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor pain, nor crying, for there shall be no more pain, from, for the former things have passed away. Nugget. When God does something for another child of God, like he had healing of testimony of healing of corona in our midst, it's a revelation of what he can do for you and your family. So tap in and claim it. For your testimony can be yours. For in this month I hear no more death, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more loneliness. Claim everything we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One more time. Read and memorize Revelation chapter 21 verse 4. For God shall wipe away tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow. No crying. Neither shall there be any pain. For the former things have passed away. No get. 
When God does something for another child of God, it's a revelation of what he can do for you. So always tap and claim any true testimony you hear. For God has said, no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more loneliness, no more being single. Claim it in this new month. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to look at this. It's the same thread. God is telling us Revelation 21 verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. Former things are passed away. We are stretching into new areas. We are pressing on into better things. And when you hear testimonies of another child of God, it's a revelation of what God is fixing to do for you. Tap into it. Claim it. Believe it. There will be no more death, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more loneliness, no more singleness. God is going to do something. Claim it. This is a new month. There's a reason why God gives us life in doses. He gives us life in doses. July 2020 is gone, gone forever. It will never come back. This is a fresh month, brand new month. Forget about your mistakes. Forget about your mistakes. Forget about your purposes. Look in the mirror this morning. Ask God, how do I stretch? How do I go to the next level? And you've already promised us no more crying, no more weeping. The violence that is raising his head will pray against it this morning. And we believe in the power of prayer. It will not limit us. It's not stopping us. We are stretching into greater things. We are pressing on. Father, we thank you this morning. We appreciate you. We can never thank you enough for life. Father, we thank you because we are in the land of the living. We thank you that it's pleased you that we're walking through August 2020. And Lord, this morning, we're standing on everything you've told us to do. No more pain. No more crying. No more wasting of time. No more oversleeping. We're stretching. We're going to another level. People who didn't know us before will be wondering where did this person come from. And people who knew us before will be asking what happened to you. Father, we thank you. For oh, you are doing a new thing. You are doing a new work. We give you all the praise. We speak into the month of August. We decree that it will release every good thing God has in store for us. Every blessing God has in store for us. We call it out. We call it out. Father, we thank you. For you are God alone. Father, we begin to pray for Sunday, the first Sunday. We are going to walk into a fresh covenant with you. A covenant with communion, breaking bread with you. A covenant with multiplication anointing. What we would have been suffering. Adding up 1 plus 1, 1 plus 10, 11. 2 times, two times 10 becomes something to another level. Father, we are receiving multiplication amounts tomorrow. 
reward for doing it. You don't mind multiplying it. There's nothing you cannot do. When we speak it, I'm believing. I've come to realize that anything I'm saying, I'm speaking my future. And we're speaking our future. You are blessing us with multiplication anointing. And it shall be our portion. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to wish you a very, very happy month. A month that will be marked by signs and wonders. May the Lord bless you. Enjoy your month. We've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about Apostle O.T. and this ministry, please visit www.drpatienceot.com. Again, that's www.drpatienceot.com. Do you have a desire to read the entire Bible but have never been able to do so? If so, please join the Tribe Prayer Line every day from 4.30 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to read and listen as portions of the Bible are read and expounded upon daily. Call 515-604-9731, access code 582-077. Again, that's 515-604-9731, access code 582-077.